0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. 301. Don't
2: want to be an
1: McKin, idiot, But I can't help myself. 302, McMonagle here with you on the fan. Got you for another few hours. I think it's two. Two hours, yep. Three, five, two. Mm-hmm. 877-337-6666. We'll get you to Al and CeeLo, who's there today. I saw him out in the newsroom, so he's here sleeping it off somewhere. Al's probably driving in, judging me. Not liking what he hears. Wishing it was someone else. I'm just kidding. I know, Al. It's okay. It's okay. All right, 877-337-6666. Still taking your Yankee calls. We can open it up to the Mets a little bit because, obviously, their first half ends, you know, miserably as well. After, look, 6-2 is not the worst way to, to play eight games, but when you lose the last two, it just feels different. It's the same thing as the, the Yankees Orioles series. You win the first two, you lose the last two. It sucks. And it, and it brings you down and you lose the way you lose and really for me the to, to lose the final game of the first half heading into the All-Star break with Max Scherzer pitching the way he pitched in that game Sunday is the epitome of what the problem is with this team. The starting pitching has been a huge problem for this team all year. And a sp- specifically, the top of the rotation and Max Scherzer. Verlander up and down, obviously starts the year injured. You know, maybe he's given you one or two vintage Verlander performances, one or two average performances, a handful of bad ones. Not what you expect. Kodai Senga, up and down a little bit, but good enough to be an all-star, well-deserved all-star. When he's got it going, he's as good as anyone. Carrasco, you know, up until the other day, Maybe looked like he turned it around a little bit, got a new grip on a slider, but not great the other day. And obviously um, still dealing with injuries, McGill all year. But the starting pitching is supposed to be their strength when you go into it with two Hall of Famers leading the top of the class. And Max Scherzer, since going back to that Atlanta series at the end of the year, has come up small in every single big-time situation. And not that this is a defining game of the season, but it's heading into the All-Star break with an opportunity to win another series and maybe go in with a little bit of feeling good about yourself. And, in, and instead, he continues to hang sliders. Machado gets him twice in this game. He, even in games he wins, he consistently blows leads immediately. That's the thing, too. When he blows a lead, it's almost immediately. Whether it's home runs, solo shots, Obviously, three-run and two-run in this game, but it's just, I mean, he is as good as he was last year during the regular season at times, despite going through some of the injury stuff, and is as, as good as his ERA was, I mean, this year, now the ERA is up, I think it's over four. He's been brutal in every big-time spot. And right now, you can't trust him in a big game. And that is a massive problem for this team if they're going to get back in this thing which I think is going to be very difficult, whether they're six and a half back or the last wild card spot. Forget the division. The Braves are the best team in baseball. If they're going to get back in this thing and be relevant, they have to do it with the top of their rotation. They just have to. And it's not going to work if Max Scherzer is going to be the guy who hangs a slider in the biggest point of every big game. It's just not going to work. Because, honestly, as good as the offense can be, you know it's streaky. Alonzo is having, you know, a a, a great power season. I, I don't know if overall, I mean, his average is down. His numbers across the board are kind of down. But the home runs are up. But I don't feel great about him in a big spot necessarily. Lindor is a streaky but fairly clutch player, but does go through his streaks. I think you can kind of say the same thing about Nimo. McNeil has been nothing like the batting champion of last year. I don't think they're good enough offensively. I don't think offense kills them. I mean, obviously, they've also added a power hitting catcher, the likes of which is very seldom seen in Major League Baseball on Alvarez, and he's doing a clutch and everything, so that might help. But ultimately, I don't think the offense is good enough to carry them. They're built on their starting pitching. That's what they're built on. And it cost them in the first half. It cost them the last game going into the first half. And it's the biggest reason why I question the idea of them making a run in the second half. It's the biggest reason. It's the biggest thing holding them back. It's not the manager that the bloom is off the rose and even I joke around with. Because last year I felt it was obnoxious that he's the smartest man in baseball. He's out there telling the refs what's what. You know, I thought it was a little obnoxious. So I had a little fun with it, but he's a good man. I mean, he's Buck Showalter. He's a good manager. I just don't think he's the only good manager or the greatest manager. But he's not the main, there's, he's made a ton of mistakes, don't get me wrong. And he's not had a good year. And if I were a Mets fan, I'd be disappointed in him, but he's not the main reason they're losing. And he's not somebody who I'm fearful will hold them back. I don't think the offense holds them back. The two things that hold them back are the starting rotation and the terrible bullpen. And at least the bullpen, I feel, if they do get back in the swing of things, is something you can attack at the deadline and bring a couple arms in. I don't know if you can do that at the rotation. What are you going to do? Dump Scherzer? For a different starting pitcher and 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 chase this thing, you dump Scherzer if you decide to sell, maybe. But this Mets team, for me, despite the stretch of good baseball over the last eight games, you know, six games prior to the last two, despite the fact that they were finding ways to win, despite the fact that they're starting pitching and turn the corner, it's a week. And the last two games are much more uh of a window into who they are and what I fear they will be than the six games prior. But we'll see because the talent is there. But Scherzer just absolutely scares me because he has to be, he has to be the solution. And I've always said this. I, I always feel this way about baseball teams and really any team, any sport. If your strength or perceived strength is your weakness And especially halfway through the season, it's a major problem. Your strength might not be as good as you thought. Your strength might not be good enough to carry you the way you'd hoped. But it can't be the thing weighing you down. You can't have your perceived strength being your biggest negative. You can't function like that. And that's what the Mets are trying to do at the moment. Because the pitching is just dreadful. And Scherzer gave them, you know, little chance to win this game. I mean, it's only six runs uh, in the in the game. The Mets offense kind of has gone, you know, south here the last couple games. But he's got a 4.92 ERA on the road. That's not Max Scherzer. And that's not good enough. 877 337 So let's open it up to the Met calls as we get through all the way to 5 o'clock. Stuart in Brooklyn. What's up, Stu Pot?
3: Back. congratulations! Well, thank you. For, I, mean, I mean, you know, yeah, it's know. a long time coming, don't you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I do think yes. It's. I mean, it's yeah. been a long time. I don't know. I don't want to say I've deserved it for a long time, but yes, I've I've did. worked I've worked very hard for a long time.
4: Oh yeah, you have worked very hard, yes. and you deserve it. So don't never lot of you know,
1: it. a lot of Friday nights sleeping on the on Ev- in Evans' office and trying everything I could do. So, but uh, thank you, oh, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah.
3: Deserved, okay? Rating everybody's fridge.
1: Yep, that's what I do.
3: Yeah, you're not a Grinch. Stop. You provide some spark.
1: Oh, I'm a spark provider.
3: Yeah, you know, you, you make it yeah. a little bit more lively. Come on, C-Mac. It's like that. I listen, I, I, listen I,
1: I intend to bring the energy every morning. That is definitely oh, something yeah, I'm looking well, forward to doing.
3: Well, that's what we need. But C-Mac, yes. labor tourists yes. on him yesterday. I 100% agree with I you. I saw that, and I, oh my God.
1: I, uh, I 100% agree with you. That game I mean, is on Gleyber Torres.
3: Yeah, without a doubt. But well, the other question is, why did he take out Domingo Hamon? Well, that's if, the question. I, mean, I knew if you'd if
1: get it, to it, Stu. I knew you'd get to it. All your flowery compliments. Happen, right? and all the buttering me up and then starting with Gleyber Torres. I knew exactly <laughs> where you were going, Stu. <laughs> I knew you were going right to Boone. <laughs> No, and I'm not. I, I, but why did you do that? I, I, beca- I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And you, don't, and you don't have to like the reasoning. You don't. And I don't necessarily agree with it. I want to be clear here. I want to be yeah. transparent. I probably would have left in Herman, But I do understand the thought process of he walked two guys the inning before. He just gets a three-run lead. He walks the leadoff guy. The next guy up took him deep in the previous at-bat. He's also coming off. A perfect game, which is not only physically demanding, but mentally demanding. And it's just a lot. And I know he has one hit in the game and is dealing. I get it. That's probably good enough for me to leave him in the game. But the strength of this team has been the bullpen. He, just like I told you, walked two guys the previous inning. He walked the leadoff hitter after getting a three-run lead. And the next guy up took him deep in the previous at-bat. I don't. Right, so. I don't think it's ridiculous to go no, to the bullpen don't. there. I no, think you can question is, it? it.
5: Yeah, couldn't
1: they
2: give the bullpen a, 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 an extra? It couldn't they, like no, it, he let No, he could it, have. Of course,
1: Stu. Of course, he could have. Of course, he could have. That's what I'm telling you. The, the the move is up for debate. I would. I'm not telling you you're a bunch of idiots for questioning it. I'm not. Here's my problem. It's not why they lost the game. Because Hamilton came in and did as good a job getting out of the drama and out of the jam as anyone could have done. Other than Herman just striking out the next three hitters, you can't do it better. He got a pop-up, he gave up a single, and then he got the easiest double play you'll ever see. And Gleyber Torres booted it. That's what happened. He got out of it. The bullpen came in and did their job. And Glaber Torres said no. Maybe he didn't like the move and wanted to make Boone understand it. I don't know. But he kicked an easy double play. And that Canley gets jammed on a high fast, jams Gomes on a high fastball, and it dunks in. That inning is on Glaber Torres. Now he brings in Marinaccio, which I don't know what you think they should do in a tie game. And Marinaccio had nothing. They were going to stay away from King because he threw the ball yesterday. They already went to Canley. They already went to Hamilton. They, they still got to get into the ninth inning, so they're saving homes in a tie game. They bring in Marinaccio, and he stinks. But in that inning, I'm sorry. You can scream. You can yell. You can say it makes no sense. It makes sense. It's not a slam dunk. He could have left in Herman. But there's no guarantee, and we always act like we guarantee Herman gets out of it. We know the Yankees win the game if he leaves in Herman. We have no idea what happens. But what I do know is Hamilton came in, got a pop up, and got the ga- the inning ending double play, and the and Glaber Torres booted it. And what I'm mad about Boone about is is glossing over the fact that he's been bad at second base and talking about, well, errors happen. No! Errors don't happen in that spot with this team struggling to score runs the way it's struggling to score runs and winning games. That error cannot happen. Sorry. And to go in the post game, I understand everything else he said. I completely understand the reasoning for leaving in Herman. I completely understand of being positive on the overall arc of the season. They're only one game out. They've been struggling with all the injuries. I understand it. I I think he didn't he could have been a little bit more, hey, we need to do better. We've underachieved here. I think he could have gone a little bit more that way, but that's not what managers do. Buck Showalter is telling you that he's proud of the team after getting swept by Atlanta. This is what managers do. He's trying to stay positive. I don't have a problem with that. But Glaber Torres all year long has made errors that killed them. He's been lackadaisical. And you know what? I'm sorry. I don't care. He plays the game smooth. And it's the same thing we heard about Carlos Beltran. It's the same thing we've heard about Robinson Cano. You want to play smooth? Make the plays. And he says, well, you know, it's not an obnoxious amount of errors. You know, it's not anything that glares out at me. All right, maybe it's not a crazy number, but it leads the American League at second base. He allows balls to get past him when he's covering second base. He, He makes, in consecutive series, he makes the same base running blunder in consecutive series. Sometimes Glaber is lost out there and it can't happen in that spot. And so to come out in the post game and talk about how many good plays he makes and the idea that it's not a lot of errors, it bothered me. That bothered me because it would he acknowledged the fact that the second baseman blew the game and it can't happen. Because that's what happened. Gleyber Torres blew the game. He said so I give him credit for taking credit uh taking blame for it, acknowledging the fact But that's what happened. So quit crying about Boone and talking about all the, you know, why would you take him out? Why would you take him out? Why would you take him out? The guy he brought in did as good a job as you can do. It's the best bullpen in baseball. It's their strength. He walked two guys in the previous inning. He walked he, For a guy who doesn't walk people, he just threw a perfect game. The guy doesn't walk guys. It's the first sign of fatigue. He walked two guys the inning prior, and he walked the leadoff guy, and the guy coming up next took him deep the previous at bat. It's not crazy to take him out. I don't think you had to. I don't even know if I would have. But you can't tell me it's crazy, and you certainly, I don't care what you say, you can't tell me it's the reason they lost. Because it's not. Mike and Tom's River. What's up, Mike?
6: Chris, I'm yeah. so thrilled when I was watching that sh- show when they were announcing the new roster. I was pulling for you, man. I was thrilled. Oh, thank they you. Brought you 10, and uh, I've spoken to you before about it. Um, I'm going to actually turn 70 in a couple of days. And uh, so I'm not a young Yankee fan, but it's just funny how I just always agree with you now it's not like i listen you go oh i agree with that every time something happens and i know how i feel on it i'm always curious to see where you weigh in because we're very consistent and when you said before um that you you don't know why people don't want to know exit velocity, i'm very interested in it it's just a nice thing to have because one of the things when you get old, you forget names of people whose face you're looking right at. Yeah, you'll get it in a second. Who was um, what was it, Gooden's cousin? Um, who he probably the right hander on the Ga- Yankees, Gary Sheffield? Sheffield. He probably hit the yeah. the hardest line drive down yeah. the third. No, and, and it's
1: and it's and it's absolutely fugazi because I'll tell you right now, the same guys who will tell you they don't want to hear about exit, exit velocity go goo gaga about how far Mickey Mantle hit the ball. They'll go yeah, nuts absolutely. about. Oh, it was a. It was 535 feet. If it was a foot, I'm telling you. Did you ever see the picture? He hit it clear over. The same guys who don't want to hear about exit velo and numbers will go well, goo gaga wanted- over how far Mickey Mantle hit the ball. That's just no, a fact.
6: Ab- absolutely. But the reason I like it is that you know they always there's one stat about percentage of hits on in on balls hit in play mm-hmm. and obviously the harder you hit it the much better chance you yeah. have of it being a hit of course but i wanted to ask you a question because one of the real reasons i would listen to the daytime show was really to hear you and evan talk because i am just not into that kind of radio and i would always think that it looked like uh carton would disassociate from the show he would just throw out nonsense nah. and I I'd, I, I I
1: I understand. Well, uh, no,
6: that's just what I saw. But I have a question. For but you no, I mean, Craig me.
1: didn't is You know, Craig was a a huge part of a well, very TV, successful show.
6: Yeah. No, no, I know he 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 his ratings kill it. But I could just say, you know, I see him sitting there, and I'm not big on listening to people eat over the radio. I no? think it's. The- thing, and I can't deal with it at all. <laughs> and I thought that pissed me off. But Well, it's not so much the eating it, on the
1: radio that bothered me. It was coming in after him for a bridge show and having to, you know, walk through popcorn all over the floor. That's what got me.
6: Oh, that that's pretty interesting. But 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 the one thing I always thought you would do is, here is Craig, who would always say that when someone makes a donation or something, why do they have to let everybody know about it, right? He would always say that. Right. If you Now he would do that. Yet if he'd offer you some (laughs) ice, he would let people know ten times during the show. Well, that's it. I love when you you. turn when you turn something down by him. Yeah, that pissed him off, and I know why you did it.
1: Yeah, well, listen, that well, that
6: because you didn't want to hear it.
1: Yeah, no, that's totally. uh, It's that's part of it, Mike. But you know, that's just that was the roles we played. That was the show. I was, you know the guy who got picked on. I was the guy who had to take things. I was the guy who, you know, every bit I got was given to me by Craig. That was part of the, you know. And listen, if we're going to, like I mentioned, I'm going to roll through thank yous and everything. I, You know, Craig's someone I owe an enormous thank you to. I mean, the, the role he allowed me to play on that show and the size of that role was extremely beneficial to me. And the idea that, him and Evan. Well, and I should say too. Obviously, Evan allowed me that role too, and the two of them allowing me and and me and Tommy to fill in for them in the afternoon was a huge part of this. Uh, my my ability to get this uh, opportunity. So, uh, and just being able to learn from him, and I learned from a lot of guys. I I started at, with Steve Summers and learned a lot from him, working you know nights and weekends for years with Steve. And then obviously, uh, I got the job and started working with Francesa and. The ability to watch him and, and listen to every, you know his show day in and day out was an enormous opportunity and a, and a learning um, opportunity where I, I just learned so much from Mike. And, and then really I started with the podcast with Mons that was about the two of us talking about the show, and I think that really was the first thing that you know Mark Chernoff heard and decided to give me some shows, and I owe thanks to Mark Chernoff and Eric Spitz and Obviously Spike and Chris Olivero, so many people I owe thanks to. But Craig being one of them, I learned a lot and got a a much bigger role than I was accustomed to. And, uh, you know, it was a a big point in my career joining Carton Roberts. So I I owe both of those guys. But, uh, yeah, no, they picked on me quite a lot. I was the butt of many a joke. But who's laughing now? Probably Craig. Craig's probably laughing. 877-337-6666. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six Franklin in Kingston. What's up, Franklin? Hey, Chris.
7: Congratulations on your job. Well, I thank you. You.
1: you guys are all so nice. This is awesome.
7: Yeah, I called you on a Saturday, Friday morning, Saturday a few times.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I'm going to do the same style. I congratulate you on your Yankee
1: fandom, and I diss you a little bit. So congratulations. Oh, well, on me. The, the, the thanks I like, the diss I didn't. So more thanks, less dissing. What do you got? <laughs>
7: Yeah, so you, I really, I really do. Okay, this part is very honest. I really do like the fact that you're a very good fan, but sometimes I feel like you, Mm -hmm. you want change, but you don't want change. So here's an example. Oh, Okay. Um, So um, the 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 trend. I've been watching a lot of baseball. I'm a big big Mets fan, baseball fan in general. Um. Watching a lot of teams last two, three weeks, Mm -hmm. everybody's fielding two to three, four, maybe, rookies. And it's a trend. Yeah, I don't know about that
1: many rookies. Younger players, I think a lot of the teams that are successful are younger than the Yankees, no doubt.
7: Well, definitely, like, new faces, you know, three or four. I can give you actual names if you want, like Boston and Cincinnati, right? Uh, Boston and Cincinnati.
1: Well, Boston is the one team looking up at the Yankees, so bad example. But Cincinnati, yes, they're hot. Uh, they've won a handful of games in a row there, or they did at one point. They're in first place. They've got you know one of the young, exciting superstars in the game right now. Yeah. Cruz, no doubt about I it. But they're also two. the Cincinnati Reds. See, this is my point though, because like, yeah, I agree. I want things to change. I want them to win and everything. But th- that you're talking about the Cincinnati Reds, and you're telling you know? me that the problem is the Yankees aren't more like the Reds because they're you know ten games over five hundred at one All Star break when they've lost for a decade. Like that. Okay. You
7: know. In general, they're they're feeling more rookies, like more younger players. Mm-hmm. This is the whole league. I'm giving you a couple teams. Yes. I'm. This is you know. I'm, no, listen. I'm I, I understand, but here's point.
1: here and listen, Franklin. I'm going to let you go because I understand your point. But here's what I'm saying. All right. I don't think the Yankees need to get younger. I, I don't have an argument with that. I won't. I won't. I think it's a young man's game. I won't argue with you. But my point is, is that I think. What people do is then tell me Brian Cashman doesn't understand that. And I totally disagree with that sentiment. You know, he traded for Stanton when he was an MVP. Obviously, the contract takes him into his older age. He did trade for Donaldson. He did do those things. Do you know why he did those? Because the baby bombers failed. It's the number one reason why the Yankees are where they are. Brian Cashman tried to put this team... In a position where it was anchored by young players just like you're talking about. Just like you're talking about. How many years in a row did the Yankees bring up players that took baseball by storm? Not just good, took baseball by storm. Gary Sanchez came up in 16 and hit 20 home runs in the second half of the year. Looked great defensively and almost won, work, almost won rookie of the year in half a season. He was a stud. He was He was Alvarez before Alvarez. He was a stud. He was going to be the next budding superstar. The next year, Judge comes up, hits 50 home runs. The next year, Gleyber Torres and Duhar. And Duhar's finished, I think they were second and third in rookie of the year. And Duhar leads the, the team in doubles. You know, they have this young core. They have a starting third baseman in Anduhar, a starting second baseman in Torres, a starting right fielder in, in Aaron Judge, a starting catcher in, in Sanchez, a starting first baseman in Greg Bird. They're hoping to have a starting left fielder in Clint Frazier. They tried. He failed. And not only did he fail, they failed at the major league level. All those guys came up and were good at the major league level. And besides Judge, they all got worse. All got worse. And it's not like they've succeeded other places, too. It's not like like the Yankees just can't know how to deal with young talent, and once they were gone, they were all good. Greg Bird's out of baseball. And Duhar got, I think, sent down by the Pirates. Sent down by the Pirates. Sanchez has hit some home runs for San Diego. Okay, but he's slumping again, and he's on his third different team. Those guys came up. They were all-stars. The Yankees gave them a chance, and it failed. That's why they didn't, you know, that's why they didn't go out and get Manny Machado, because they thought they had young answers at third base. That's why. They were wrong, and it's cost them dearly. And that's on Brian Cashman. Totally agree. That's on Brian Cashman. But don't tell me he doesn't understand. You got to be youthful. He's 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 trying to uh, he's trying to get it through this era where the Bobby Baby Bombers failed, and that's why they went year after year of not signing a stud shortstop. Two different off-seasons with nothing but big-time shortstops coming out, and everybody's clamoring, oh, why don't you get this guy? Oh, my, how do you let Turner go? How do you let Correa go? How do you let this one go? Why aren't they signing this guy? Why aren't they doing that? you Are going to let Trevor Story go to the Red Sox? You know why? Because he believes in building from within, and they have shortstop prospects, the best in the system. He envisioned Volpe being the guy. He envisioned Peraza being part of this team. That's why. That's why he didn't go out and get a shortstop. He understands they failed the last time they tried to do it. Failed miserably. And then worst of all, they succeeded initially, and so they were given time. That's the problem. Gary Sanchez was given a long leash because he was a superstar for two years. And power hitting catchers don't, you know, grow on trees. They, they, you never see them. That's why Alvarez is such a stud. They're not around anymore. This isn't, you know, the 90s with with Posada and Javi Lopez and all the different guys. There's not a lot of power hitting catchers. So they gave him a long leash. Gleyber Torres has had a long leash now, and he hasn't been anywhere near the player they expected him to be, which was a young, budding superstar after 2019. We were taking calls on, he's the best player on the team, better than Judge. That was the thought on Gleyber Torres. Now he's kicking game-winning, now he's kicking double-play balls that cost him the game. He's got his head up as you-know-what running the bases, and we all want him gone, myself included. Brian Cashman failed building the Baby Bombers. A lot of people, and this is where I guess I separate, don't think he should be entitled to do the next group. I think he's built up enough of a resume and enough cachet. I don't think he can't do it. I think there was reasons to believe in those guys and then they failed. And the major problem with this team for me isn't even necessarily the batting approach and all the different things. The major problem with me for this team is exactly what I just told you. Development at the major league level. And part of that was the chicken palm story and that's why Lawson's gone and all the different things. Development at the major league level. It it fails constantly. And it's a, besides the pitching, of course, the pitching they can call up a guy you never heard of, and he'll slide right into the eighth inning. the offensive The offensive team continues to fail at giving their prospects uh, a, a, a place to grow at the major league level, and hopefully that changes with Volpe.
0: what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
5: Talk
1: New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. All right, 336. McMonagle here with you on The Fan. You know, not, not just getting the overnight job do I deserve congratulations for. I deserve congratulations for another thing. I finally did it. I finally did it. I've joined society. And I've, I you know, now that I got the job, I treated myself to a thin can Yeti koozie. It's about time. I have to admit. I was tired. Of going to all these parties and seeing everybody drink their high noons in the thin can koozies. These colorful Yeti koozies and everybody, you don't have one, you don't have, oh, you got to get a Yeti koozie. You got to get a koozie. How do you drink your high noons like this? I mean, it's the summertime. They're going to get warm by the time you get to the bottom of it. You need a Yeti koozie. Everywhere I go. Every backyard party I've been to, every time someone comes out with like a Yeti koozie. Koozie. I don't know about you guys where you where you're living, but up by me in Warwick, every everywhere you turn around, someone's drinking out of a koozie. Someone's someone's cool, making sure their drink is is cool with a koozie. It's 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 ridiculous. So I was I I I I have status now. I can't show up. You know, all these people know I got this job. I'm going to show up at koozie-less? I have a reputation uphold. I can't be the last man to have, have a koozie. Can't be drinking, you know, bottom of the warm new tequila, strawberry, high noons. Unacceptable. So I had to go out and splurge for one. And I'm very excited about it. I got it bright yellow, too. You will see me coming with that koozie. I'm going to put stickers on it. I'm going gonna, gonna to make it mine. It's my koozie. I'm very excited about it. So I got that going for me. My summer is saved because I have to admit I was feeling less than. It was embarrassing. 8773376666 and you know speaking about fun times we got to eventually we got to talk about the new great American baseball tradition that is happening later on tonight. We got to get to it. I'm very excited about it. I, I wonder what's in store for us tonight. I'm really excited. Michael Staten Island what's up Michael?
2: Hey, What's up, Chris, man? First, let me say uh, congratulations on your new gig. I just started. Don't forget uh, the koozie. The... Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. But Congratulate I me on the koozie.
1: The... I'm sorry? Congratulate me on the koozie, too. Don't forget.
2: Oh, the koozie? Okay. Okay. I missed that. I missed that. I don't I missed know. that. Sorry about that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, what, what I want to talk about is, is Mr. Torres. Yes. And and, and not just his recent, oh, this season's blunders in the field. Mm hmm. This seems to be a pattern with him over the last few years. <clears throat> I used to think I used to think maybe uh he wasn't training the fundamentals enough there or maybe he's just, you know, lack of basic in the field. I'm starting to think something is it, it might be something nefarious like somebody got to this guy, probably smacked him in the head said, "Listen, if you make right. this play over here, we're going to find you."
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't think that's it. I, don't, I don't, but it has been for a well, little well, bit. Well, I hope
2: not. I really do. I really no, I, I really want to wish that.
1: Well, here's the thing. A couple things about laboratories. One, um it started in 2020 when mm-hmm. obviously the covid season after his great year in 19 um he showed up to camp admittedly himself admittedly and the yankees said so too out of shape
5: uh, uh that it, was it, that was the it, beginning of it, it. It, it now again
1: now again it's covid you're never sure when the season's starting uh but right, you're a major right. league you're a major league baseball player you're a professional athlete your job is to make sure you're you're in shape so he showed up out mm-hmm. of shape to 2020 that was the beginning of it and then okay. I don't know what happened with him, obviously moving him to shortstop. And they were hopeful he could be the stopgap. He came up as a shortstop in the minor league system uh, in the, for the Cubs. But he thought they thought he could just play shortstop for a year or two until they figured out something different at the position. They were wrong, and it, it kind of put him in a tailspin. But that doesn't right. explain some but I, of the...
2: what IKF and all, yes. Well, yes. no, that
1: was before IKF. They gave him the opportunity, and thank you for the call. They gave him the opportunity to be the starting shortstop. It didn't work at all. didn't work. So I don't know why um, he's doing this. I, and I'll tell you what. I remember Brian Cashman coming on. And I've worked on so many damn shows, I can't remember which one. But Brian Cashman came on. Oh no, it was with Evan because I asked Evan to ask about this baby bombers failing and why they think a lot of these guys have regressed at the major league level, and Brian Cashman kind of intimated, uh, in, you know that guys were maybe childish, isn't it? immature? That was the word I'm looking for. A little immaturity, um, you know, guys maybe being complacent, and I just got the feeling he was talking about Gleyber Torres. And I'll tell you something that I honestly think, I honestly do believe this, a sneaky part of the Donaldson trade was they felt the team needed a change in the clubhouse, in the locker room. It needed a little bit of a different kind of guy, different kind of vibe. Everyone was too comfortable, especially Glaber Torres, and they traded away his best friend in Gio I honestly think they, they did that to send a little bit of a message or at least to make um Torres a little uncomfortable and get rid of the guy who he's best friends with and you know sometimes they do that you've heard it going back to Mickey Mantle and uh Billy Martin now that was a little bit different they thought Billy was going to get him in trouble off the field but you know it just i think that might have been part of it to set a fire like get him out of his comfort zone a little bit and he's been better offensively the last two years. He's an he's a pretty good second baseman offensively. He got off to a crazy good start this year, like the first ten games or so. Then went into a funk for a while. But he's he's okay. He's been a he's been a consistent line drive hitter. I've you know he's not great. He's not what we thought he would be. He's never going to be that, I fear. And I feel confident in saying, but he's okay. But he makes too many plays where you're just wondering where his head's at. You can't. On cons- in consecutive series against Seattle and against Texas, on first base get doubled off, standing on third base like you have no idea what's going on on pop ups that were caught. That can't happen, and it happened back to back series. That can't happen. Some of the stuff he's doing can't happen. So I I, I don't see him getting another contract with uh, with the Yankees. I don't. I, I I don't know if they'll trade him. Uh, He's a free agent after next year. I don't know if they'll move on from him. I don't know what, I mean, I'm pretty confident they'll move on from him. Will they trade him? Will they just let him go? Will they try and get next year out of him? I I don't know. But I could see him being someone either moved at this deadline or next deadline for sure. Because I don't think they're going to give him another contract. And I'm not sure that's not the worst idea. I think it might be the best idea, unfortunately. And I like Glaber, nothing personal here. He's a good guy. But I just, there's something about him. He's a frustrating player. He's a frustrating player, and he has moments like this. That's I, I know errors happen, and Boone said so in the post game, and he was ridiculously light on 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 Glaber. He never like I know he's not going to attack players, but it happens. He hasn't really made that many errors. He leads the league at errors from the position, and that that doesn't that can't happen. That error cannot happen. You can't lose this game to to end the first half against the Cubs. You can't lose a series to both St. Louis and Chicago of the span of three series. You can't let it happen. And also, I want to be clear because a couple people hit me on Twitter. If I said Herman's coming off a perfect game, obviously it wasn't his last. He had a start in between. But still. I mean, you know, coming off the perfect game, nine innings, the whole whirlwind, his uncle. Passing away and just a lot. Now again, you don't have to take him out. I was—I probably would have left him in, but I do think there's some logic to it, and it certainly wasn't why they lost the game. Will in Stanford, Connecticut. What's up, Will? Christopher Columbus, uh, Big
4: Mac. Okay. What up, my man?
1: <laughs> Christopher Columbus. That you know earlier, someone said, "What can I call you?" I said, "Call me anything." I didn't expect Columbus coming out. Um uh, but, but that's not, I. I think you went Christopher and didn't know where to go next, and just said Columbus. Is that is that? What no, did dude, you call I, with the I, attempt I've, of I've saying? I've
4: been Chris. meaning. I've been meaning to call you for so long. I just want to say that I, I love you. Oh, very much, thank and you, I. I think that you deserve this job,
1: very much. So <clears throat>
4: thank you, and you're you're doing a great job.
1: Thank you, Will. I appreciate.
4: It. Of course, of mm-hmm. course. Um, I didn't discover anyway. America,
1: but I'm, I'm doing okay. I wish you did. I wish you did. I, yeah, I guess.
4: Anyway, um, get away from the Yankees. I, you, you
7: love the Yankees.
4: Call up enough?
1: and talk about something else. I opened it up to the Mets. They didn't talk. I even talked about koozies. You want to talk koozies? <laughs> call. I don't know what to tell you. It says I right here, Will Stanford it. wants to talk about the Yankees. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Talk, ask no, me about. I, Bo- I love
4: the Yankees just as much as you do, yeah. as well. The story it's is just-
1: the Yankees. Unfortunately, they just fired the hitting coach. The team sucks. Cashman sucks. Boone blew the game. That's the story. I apologize. Yeah,
4: but but you 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 love the Yankees so much, and you downplay the Mets like the. Mets I just so- I went
1: on a ten minute tirade about how the starting pitching is killing yeah. them and Scherzer's killing them. Let's talk Scherzer.
4: Let's talk Scherzer. Go it's ahead. Just- I, Big Mac, I just wanna I just wanna tell you that yes. you have done a great job. Thank you. I, I listened to you religiously on Carmen Roberts. Mm-hmm. You do a great job on that. Yep. I just wanna say that you deserve this job. Every every in and out and all that.
1: Okay, and
4: I just appreciate you, but well, at the same time, yeah. Talk let's, let's get a little again. Call little. In,
1: instead of praising me, which I appreciate. I have no problem with praise, but instead of praising me, call me about something else. It's the topic of the day. I have a three-hour show. I gave you some Mets. We're gonna, you know, I, we had. We'll have some fun. I'm going to talk about the great American tradition that's right around the corner later tonight. Here we go. Give me a call. But anything you'd like. 877 337 I'll talk Mets in the miserable Mets. I, I talked about them and how dreadful their bullpen is. And how Max continues to kill them and you can't trust him in a big spot. And now I don't know how many games uh fam will miss, but that's he's been one of their best hitters, so that's gonna hurt them. They come out of the break playing the Dodgers, but I don't have a lot of faith in them because I don't trust their pitching. Like, some of the same reasons, I'll tell you, I trust the Yankees a little bit because I think their pitching is good, and hopefully the offense can turn around. I don't trust the Mets. There's no one in the Mets' bullpen who's good. Like, it's not like guys have just been underachieving. The bullpen sucks. I mean, maybe Scherzer can turn around, and I thought he might have been on the path to that, and then he was hanging sliders all day and getting beat by Machado in a big spot, and that's what he's done for a year and a half. I shouldn't say that. That's this season and the end of last season. Since the Atlanta series at the end of the year, he's been awful in the, every big spot, and that's their problem. It's not the manager. It's not the lineup. It's not anything else. See, Miriam wants to talk about the Mets. Let's get some Met calls in. What's up, Miriam? How are you, How are
5: you? doing? You all
1: Good, right? I'm great.
5: You doing this stuff now? Okay.
1: I'm I'm doing this stuff now.
5: Okay. Now the Met pitchers were outpitched for the last two days.
1: They they were. Well, Snell has Snell has been the hottest pitcher in baseball.
5: He's, he's right. been
1: incredible. So yes, you got Snell shut them down.
5: Now, I think David Peterson should be put in a relief role for two innings, and that's it. Stop. Because then once he well, gets I mean, started, he's, he's,
1: he's actually hasn't been terrible in the two starts he's made since getting called back up. But I mean, he's not. I understand what he, he's. He is what he is. He's not someone you're going to count on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. That- I, I I don't know if I like him out of the bullpen either. I don't I don't know if that's the solution.
5: Well, but the thing is he's gotta be somewhere. So if he He unless they wanna run, Triple A works. Yeah, he was better there, I think. No, he was actually
1: really bad there. He's come up and been better than he was in Triple A. Okay.
5: We'll see what happens. Yeah. My other question though, Mm -hmm. is this one. The Mets lineup when they get people on base, sometimes they'll they'll do all right. But sometimes they'll play they'll try to over swing and they'll get yeah. into double plays, which is fair.
1: Yeah, they hit into four double plays in the game last night. It was it was yeah. a, it was a killer. And then obviously Marte in particular has, has been brutal uh with runners in scoring position as of late, hitting into big double plays. They ended up winning that game that he killed them with the double play, but uh in extras. But Yeah. No, they they have struggled getting the big hit at times. Now they've also scored a lot of runs at times. So, to me, it's, it's you know, is the offense perfect? No. It's not. Are there guys in, in this lineup? You know, I, I understand you, Alvarez is kind of hitting all over the place. Um, obviously, Vogelback sucks. Marte is a shell of himself. Uh, you know, Nimmo is up and down. Lindor is having an overall very good season. He probably should be an all-star, but hot and cold at times. Alonso, you know, everything but the home run is a bit of a struggle for him right now. So, I'm not telling you the offense is any great shakes, but they're they're good enough to be better than where the Mets are. They're getting killed by the pitching. They're getting killed by the top of the rotation not being anywhere where you thought these two Hall of Famers would be, and they're getting killed killed by a terrible bullpen. Now it hasn't been the problem though. That six game winning streak they got great starting pitching, and the bullpen was fine, but it didn't have to throw a lot of innings. You had guys going late into the game. You had even Carrasco going uh, Carrasco going late into the game. You had you know Sanga's been good the last couple starts, getting deep into games. So if you can if you can pitch if you can have a starting pitcher going deep into the game and limit the use of the bullpen and have you know Robertson be one of two guys out of the bullpen, then you're in better you're in better shape than going to you know the different guys. To quote Joe, Sonny Leone can't go to Sonny Leone all the time. I mean, that's really the problem. The starting the the pitching. But, yes, at times, they've come up small in big spots, and especially with the bases loaded. Jason in Coconut Creek. What's up, Jason?
3: Chris, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Great show. Thank you. Chris, before I talk about the Yankees, I've been listening to WFAN since the fall of 96, when Mm -hmm. Mike and Chris were doing the... You know, ride to the '96 championship. I thought oh, that was incredible. Oh, and the pink radio. Cadillac. Oh, yeah, the pink Cadillac. Aretha Franklin. I, I just. I don't I remember
1: it. it that well, but I've talked about. I've heard it talked about quite a lot.
3: Chris, I will. I, you know, I was in uh, middle school at the time. Oh, yeah. Middle school, high school, right there. That run. It would. You. Do, it doesn't get any better than that. You know. No,
1: that really was doesn't. that was that was a good time to be a Yankee fan. There is no doubt about. Yeah, it. Yeah, it really was. It, it really certainly was. was.
3: I remember listening to that and. You know, let me, before I get to my Yankee point, you mm-hmm. do a great job. I, no matter who's on the fan, I, I, I'll always listen. I'll always love the fan, so it, it's the best. Yep, um, I agree. Listen, Chris, I, I agree with you about the Yankees. I, I don't uh, listen. I, I understand the Steinbrenners have a soft spot for Cashman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the four-year extension. I think they're almost now like in a bind now because it's like. I think deep down they know Cashman hasn't done a great job, but it's like they don't want to fire him, you know? So it's almost like they didn't have to.
1: It would have just been not giving him a contract. They didn't have to fire him. They chose to give him a contract.
3: Right. I mean, it's almost like, you know, the Steinbrenner's have to do what John Mara did with Dave Gettleman. It's almost like (laughs) I'm not going to fire him, but I'm going to, you know, I'm.
1: You yeah, know, the difference is go. he's been here for 26 yeah. years. I I don't think right. it's – I think it's more right. about the comfort level. I think they believe he's a very good general manager, and I think that mm. he just runs yeah. – he runs I, – I didn't say he was or that I think he is. Right. I, mean, I don't think right. he's a bad general right. manager. But No, I don't either. Um, but I'm just telling you, I think they think he's good at his job, and he's on yeah. top of everything and he's been right. running it for so long, they're afraid right. of what it might look like if they move on right. to somebody else. I, I think that has right. a lot to do with it. They don't want to have the idea of bringing in someone else and not sure how everything operates. They haven't had to do it. His entire tenure but, since you know taking over from his dad has been Brian Cashman runs the show. So I don't know right. if he's – it's, it's a scary proposition but, for him right. to bring in someone else when he knows what he's going to get with Brian Cashman, which is a, right. a good team that – Will at least give them a chance to win and get them to the postseason. But well, we know,
3: did you down that, though, Chris? That this team is not a championship caliber team. They're not good enough. Well, to right now, right now they're not a championship. Yeah, right.
1: I, I don't think it's impossible that they turn into one. And that's really. And thank you for the call, Jason, I'm up against the break. I don't think it's impossible they turn into one. I know many Yankee fans and baseball fans, and you know people listening right now, disagree with me that it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. They had a lot of ifs. They have to do a lot of stuff. But, you know, they won 99 games last year with roughly the same team and were in the ALCS. I know they got swept. I know it was ugly. The Astros aren't the same team this year. It's not like they can't win. But they have a lot of work to do, no doubt about it. They have to make moves at the deadline to improve the offense. Guys who are just hideous right now have to turn it around. So odds are no. Odds are you're right that they're not good enough to win. But I'm just not going to tell you it's hopeless on July tenth. I'm just not there. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. And I understand that for the first time ever, the GM is showing you that too. For really you know, I can't he this is a move, whatever you think it is. I don't think it's a scapegoat. And we'll get into it on the other side. I don't think it's a scapegoat move. I think it's Brian Cashman telling you he's concerned. Which he doesn't often do.